Welcome to In Layman's Terms, a podcast dedicated to stories of discipleship and putting Scripture to use in our daily lives. I'm your host, Todd Seifert. I'm the Communications Director for the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church, comprised of just fewer than 1,000 churches throughout Kansas and Nebraska. I'm also a certified lay minister in the United Methodist Church, so what you hear on this show truly comes to you in layman's terms. I have more than 25 years' experience teaching the Bible to everyone from teenagers to 90-somethings, and I served as a journalist for 20 years prior to entering ministry. So I'm excited to share with you stories of disciples in action and to explore with you what the Bible has to teach us in the 21st century. Some episodes focus on a person or church doing great things to serve as the hands and feet of Christ. Some episodes feature interviews with experts who can help us along our faith journey. Still others include short reflections on Scripture. Thank you for joining me. the sound of torrential rain could be heard throughout the ship. Louder was the sound of waves crashing against the wood. And the only thing louder than all of that was the sound of animals crying out in fear, or at least in a sense of wonder of what was happening all around them. That's how I envisioned the earliest days in the ark, that amazing story that stretches from chapters six through nine in the book of Genesis. I'm glad you're here with me joining on this voyage. A series of podcast episodes leading up to Lent about the ark and that most famous of early biblical figures, Noah. I'm basing this series on the book titled Noah Built His Ark in the Sunshine by James Moore. Now, Moore wrote that book way back in 2003, but I recently found it on the bargain bin in the well, the bookstore at Resurrection, a United Methodist church in Leewood, Kansas. Moore was a United Methodist pastor and the author of more than 40 books. The church I serve, Centenary United Methodist Church in North Lawrence, Kansas, has quite the library of his books and uses them for discussion in our adult Sunday school classes. But I hadn't seen this one among the stockpile. In particular, in this series, I hope that we can explore together how we can build our own arcs. In our case, metaphorical places of refuge, growth, and restoration. We'll talk about building our spiritual strength, exercising compassion, finding our purpose, and how we can build our own arc of perseverance when the storms of life come up all around us. Let's get going on our voyage. I bet many of us remember that catchy Sunday school song, Arky Arky. Yeah. 
Isn't it a cute song? I mean, it tells the whole story, one of the most epic narratives we find in Genesis and Exodus in particular. This one starts in Genesis chapter 6, and unfortunately, God recognizes that humankind has become increasingly evil. So God decides to start over. So at that point, the Bible introduces us to Noah. We know that he's a man with a wife. He has three sons, each with their own wife. And they have been set aside as a family. God has seen something in them, something that sparked hope for future for humanity. It's one of those great stories from our Bible, and there are a lot of variations on that story. Just some quick research from me found that there are at least four movies, we're talking widely produced movies here, widely shared rather, um, that tell the story of Noah directly. But one of my favorite kind of tells the story in kind of an ancillary way. It's the movie Evan Almighty. I know a lot of you have seen it because it was one of the most popular movies uh, in the first decade of, of the 21st century. It stars Steve Carell from Office fame, uh, and he plays former newsman Evan Baxter, who's elected to Congress. You know, you might remember that character from the story Bruce Almighty, the movie that starred Jim Carrey a few years prior to this, but Evan was one of those characters that stuck with us, and well, he's now got his own movie. Evan's elected to Congress, and God, played by Morgan Freeman, because he's got the voice, right? Well, God tells Evan to build an ark in preparation for another flood. His wife, played by Lauren Graham, sticks by him, although she eventually has had enough and leaves. And when she does leave, she goes into a diner. It's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Um, because of copyright stuff, I can't really share that voice with you, but, but you'll get the idea. She's sitting in a diner, and she wants something extra. I can't remember off the top of my head now, but she asks for more of something. And Morgan Freeman, God, remember, happens to be serving her. And so they get into a discussion, a great discussion about what she really wanted, and she basically admits that really all she wanted out of this entire thing of them moving to Washington, D.C. and Evans serving in Congress was for her family to be closer together. It's what she yearned for, closeness in the family unit. And so Morgan Freeman, God, gives her great examples. He asks, do you think God just gives people patience when they ask for it? Or do you think God gives people opportunities to practice patience? It's one of my favorite lines, and I think that's right. And now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's one of the reasons I never, ever pray for patience. I just don't want to have to be tested that way. So Morgan Freeman, playing God, continues the conversation and asks Lauren Graham, uh, her character, Evan's wife, do you think God just gives people closeness when they ask for it? Or does God give them opportunities to be close? Well, I'm not going to spoil the movie for you if you haven't seen it. You just need to know that it is hilarious, and it's got a great set of messages throughout. I just shared one with you. Check it out. It's a great movie still today, still pertinent. But now let's get back to the real Noah. The world is an evil place. God intends to start over, and Noah is to be the person to start it over for God. And that's where we pick up the scripture for this episode. Genesis chapter 6, verses 13 through 22. 
God said to Noah, The end has come for all creatures since they have filled the earth with violence. I am now about to destroy them along with the earth. So make a wooden ark. Make the ark with nesting places and cover it inside and out with tar. This is how you should make it. 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Make a roof for the ark and complete it one foot from the top. Put a door in its side. In the hold below, make the second and third decks. I am now bringing the floodwaters over the earth to destroy everything under the sky that breathes. Everything on earth is about to take its last breath. But I will set up my covenant with you. You will go into the ark together with your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives. From all living things, from all creatures, you are to bring a pair, male and female, into the ark with you to keep them alive. From each kind of bird, from each kind of livestock, and from each kind of everything that crawls on the ground, a pair from each will go in with you to stay alive. Take some from every kind of food and stow it as food for you and for the animals. And Noah did everything exactly as God commanded him. Like I said, we know this story. We have many depictions in art of animals of all kinds coming two by two. Lions walking next to sheep, ferocious predators alongside their prey. And just as the animals enter the ark, the rains begin. But the ark was completed before the rain. You see, think about that for a second. Noah built the ark while the sun was shining. This isn't a small feat here. This is about one and a half football fields in length. It's almost as wide as a basketball court is long. And it's almost five stories deep. So this wouldn't have been hidden as it was constructed. It's out in the open because it's so big. Everyone can see it. And it was being built before the rainstorm to end all rainstorms even begins. Noah's neighbors had to think this guy was crazy. And there are two reasons I would argue that it's important for us to wrap our heads around Noah building the ark before the rain started. I think it shows the importance of having a strong, unwavering faith amid tough circumstances. And I think it teaches us to prepare ourselves for those tough times. Let's dig into those a little bit further. First, I think Noah building the ark when he did shows tremendous faith. Building the ark wasn't easy. It was such a physically demanding task. I had wood shop when I was in junior high, and one year I built a table, uh, and then just a little side table, and then the next year I built a uh, knife rack, uh, which required cutting grooves and all the fun safety stuff that goes with trying to make sure you don't get a kickback on the wood. And I remember how difficult that was. Now, granted, I was, what, 14 years old around that time, 13 or 14? And Noah was much, much older, much more experienced, but he was building something dramatically larger than anything that I could imagine. It had to be physically demanding, but it also had to be emotionally draining. Like I said, it's not like he could hide it. So it likely caused him to be ridiculed by his peers. He's not near the ocean or even the Mediterranean Sea, so there's no place for such a large boat. He's on dry land. The sun is shining. And yet, what's amazing to me is that Noah builds it anyway, because God asked it of him. God asked him to take responsibility and to act based on God's direction. 
So I guess one of the questions that I'm asking you today, it's actually a series of questions, is what is God asking of you today? I mean, what God might what might God be seeking of you in your family, in your community, dare I say in your church? What is God asking you to do? Now, whatever God's asking you to do, and, and trust me, God is asking something of you. Are you prepared to answer by saying yes, like Noah did, while there's sunshine? The second lesson that I want to explore just a little bit is that Noah's building of the ark in the sunshine, I think, shows that he was willing to put in the work he was being prepared. He didn't know when God was going to bring the flood, but Noah knew something was going to happen at some point, and it was going to be epic. He finished the ark out of obedience, but also as a way of being prepared. You know, perhaps a slightly more contemporary example will help us understand these ideas of faith and preparation. Let's go back to World War II. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a well-known, noted German theologian. Many of you have read his biography and read his writings from himself and just so many great things that this man did. Clearly, he was committed to God. He was openly opposed to the Nazi movement in the 1930s and 1940s Germany, and he resisted Adolf Hitler. Basically, he was asking for trouble, but he was doing what he thought was right by standing up against fascism. And that opposition got him arrested and eventually had him sent to the Fossenberg concentration camp. And he was in prison there for two whole years. His time as a pastor, the amount of time he spent in Bible study over the years, those all helped him deal with the worst that humanity had to offer. And even in those terrible circumstances, he proved to be a great inspiration to the Jews and to others with him who were imprisoned. He was courageous. He was confident in the Lord, and he was unselfish. In fact, written accounts tell us that he served as a pastor to his fellow inmates and even to the guards. He preached. He taught. He even led worship, and he counseled them. Amid the terror of a concentration camp, he comforted the anxious and the depressed. Unfortunately, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was executed by hanging on April 9, 1945, just 14 days before the camp was liberated. According to eyewitness accounts, his prayer that morning included the following. He thanked God for a restful night. He thanked God for a new day. He thanked God for the blessings that he had experienced through his life. And he closed the prayer this way. Lord, whatever this day may bring, thy name be praised. All that Bonhoeffer had done had prepared him for that time in the camp, and even for his execution. I pray none of us have to go through that kind of ordeal, but I hope that we're prepared like Bonhoeffer was. He was ready because he lived out his faith each and every day, to the fullest, through Bible study, prayer, and just the way he lived his life with kindness. So how are you preparing yourselves for the tough times? because they're undoubtedly ahead for each and every one of us. Noah was ready. God told him to build a boat, and Noah obeyed. God gave Noah tremendous responsibility for saving humanity, 
And Noah used the time in the sunshine to prepare for the storms in his life. In this case, the storm. So like I hinted at earlier, over these next few episodes, we're going to explore what it means to prepare for the storms of life by building our own ark, at least metaphorically. We'll talk about building up our spiritual strength, exercising compassion, finding our purpose, and finally, we'll board our own ark of perseverance. All those things are going to help us once the rain starts. But let's all remember to do like Noah did, because Noah started building his ark before the rain, in the sunshine. In Layman's Terms is a podcast sponsored by the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church and by me, your host, Todd Seifert. If you like what you've heard in this episode, please go rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. It helps others find us. And if you're so inclined, please share the link to this podcast on your social media channels. Our music and sound effects come via subscriptions to Universal Production Music and to Storyblocks. You can find archived episodes on the conference website at www.greatplainsumc.org podcasts or on my website, toddseifert.com. Please email me with any questions or comments to tseifert at greatplainsumc.org and I'll do my best to respond as quickly as possible. Thank you for listening, and until next time, please do what you can to help make more disciples of Jesus Christ. You can play a small part in helping change a life.